Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by the zombie Luke Owen. Hello, Swaft Nation, and hello, Undead Oliver Davis. How are you? Oh, it's so spooky now. You've knocked over Steve Austin. He's a poltergeist. Yeah, sorry, I kind of remembered it was Halloween halfway through the intro. Didn't use my Halloween name, but I, I used yours. Well, thankfully, I remembered what it was. Mm. And obviously, it's hard to remember that it's Halloween because we're recording this um, 18 days early. In the middle of October, yeah, because you have just gotten married. Congratulations, Luke. Thank you very much. We're going to talk about that all in the actual show, though, so we won't go over it again. Mm-hmm. But we will do some iTunes reviews. Uh, so first up, from The Sword of the Morning, they write, Fantastic! The hosts are funny and know what they are talking about, and I'm not just here for the cheap pop. You're going to get one anyway. Well, yes. Sword of the morning. So you are skipping over the one-star review then. Do you not want to... I guess... I mean, maybe this person will will appreciate... The, the milestone that's just passed for you <laughs> yeah. because that's that seems to be what they have that's uh, their biggest that seems to be their biggest gripe uh, listeners we've come across our first one star review yeah and it's quite a fool because like you know everything else has been five stars nothing less than five stars and now some people wanted to do six stars yeah but this one was it's just a one out of five <laughs> Uh, so, but yes, it seems the, uh, well, I just read the title, stop talking about your wedding, no one cares. Well, actually, it's stop talking about you are wedding, no one cares. Mm, yes. Uh, that's the way to win the argument. <laughs> Point out grammatical mistakes. We're the bigger men now. So, yes, uh, so, but yeah, you're, you're married now. I'm married now, so I suppose we'll stop talking about the actual wedding. We can talk I, about I, married life. And I would just you. talk about my, well, I'm not, I didn't really talk about my, my, wife my wife now i suppose my wife mm. that much anyway she, like girlfriends come up in, in times time on this podcast usually when talking about how our girlfriends slash my wife don't like watching wrestling you just made it sound like both of our girlfriends are your wife oh yeah i suppose you did like yeah. our girlfriends slash, slash my, my wife. wife well i didn't say my i didn't say my wives my wives i suppose so uh yeah well can't please everyone no you? but he's cancelled his patreon apparently and uh we've also got Oh, this is a G G B T T 
BGTVTVGB. That is someone who's like, please put in a username. And they've just gone, blah, blah, blah. They've just hit, I'm, I'm looking at the keyboard. Those four letters are right next to each other. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. They've yeah, just gone, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, but they very kindly write, greatest podcast ever. This is the best podcast in the world. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm going to count them all. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22 smiley emojis and, because I know you're enjoying this. One, two, three, Eleven winky face emojis. That's thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Fun little Random uh, assortment of letters. I, I've about to say fun little story, but it's not really a fun little story. But uh, back in the day when I used to teach SEO uh, to companies on how to build better websites and how to use social media effectively within uh, market for marketing companies, basically, mm. um, I used to make the point that. Uh, Facebook, I can't remember how many users it had at the time I used to do this training because it was a few years ago now but I'm like, Facebook has X amount of users which is one of the things they really market to so you want to encourage your companies to get onto Facebook and market out to those, however it should be noted that if you went onto Facebook and look in the search bar and just hit your keyboard, press spacebar, hit your keyboard again, press enter you'll find at least five different people because there are just a lot of fake profiles on Facebook and mm. that are made by people, mostly for link farming of just who just hit the keyboard, press space by hit the keyboard, and create a profile based on that. Those evil, evil link farmers. Yeah, just, just you know, interesting little story. I don't know mm. if that's true now. This was about like six years ago. I was going to try and work in a Zelda joke, but I can't <laughs> think of anything now. Let's get on with the podcast. Oh my god! Look at the size of that mailbag, Luke. It's among the biggest I've ever seen, and I've watched many Riley Reed videos. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, so first up, we have Phil Stopford, sometimes known as Phil Ain't No Stopping Ford now, now known as uh, Britain's Next, Next Top, Top Model, Model, Phil Stopford. He has contributed via Patreon and asked... I, I would like to say that this is the hardest question we've ever been sent in through a mailbag, considering that we had, mm. I'd say, upwards of three minutes to prep. Yeah, so so it's a, it's a big... Oh, there's a lot of... Um, yeah. So there's a there's a it's a big question and we have not stuck to the remit. <laughs> what we've just so, I've I've tried my oh, best. Oh, past and present. Ah, uh, I might have missed that. Uh, oh. Okay, Phil. We might have to do your question again next month. We read it and read create your perfect WrestleMania card. But, but actually the sentence yeah. before that is past and present. Oh, that's even bigger though. Yeah, that's enormous. I don't even know how I would even begin to tackle that. Yeah, so I guess you just you you book all your dream matches, so you could have like I don't know, un- finally Undertaker versus John Cena, CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm doing it now off the cuff. <laughs> uh, who's the greatest tag team of all time? Um, um, yeah, but you know th- things like that. I'll read out the entire question and then we can explain how we haven't done that. Yeah. Uh, okay, past and present. Create your perfect WrestleMania card. Or your biggest event. It must include eight matches and must have a world title, tag title, women's title, a mid-card title. Then what and whomever else you'd like to use to create your dream card. Any match types allowed, so you could have a six-way match for the world title, for example. I think a lot of people do this on uh, those WWE 2K18 <coughs> games, because mm. you have the option to create or matches with current-day stars with WWE legends, and I- those who are... Uh, have- 
left this mortal coil. Are you uh, proposing fantasy warfare that gets real? <laughs> fantasy warfare, it's like yeah, that's fantastic. It's just like a video game. So what we have done is we have just booked a few matches for this upcoming WrestleMania. Based on the current roster yeah. that we have. And yeah, as I said, I think we had upwards of three minutes prep time to do this. So I've, I've literally just written down mm. a load of matches. Um, not really taking it seriously. Because originally we, we weren't going to have this in there because we were like, oh my God, that's such a big question. We're going to have to actually spend a couple of hours each thinking about this. Uh, but I was like, no, we've got to get it in because you're going away on hol- on on uh, for your wedding so and you just said WrestleMania card and we did that so I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> Phil we will try and get back to this next month uh, but do you want to take yours away uh, yeah so this is WrestleMania 34 WrestleMania 34 what I've essentially done is uh, I I've just tried to look at or think of who we've got on the the, the current rosters and try and pick out what I think would probably be the best matches that we could get out of uh, the the card that we currently have. So I've got uh, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for the Universal Championship, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship, Galanderson versus The Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championships, uh, The Shield versus A Called Up Sanity from NXT, um, Alexa Bliss versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship, finally Asuka getting her chance Mm -hmm. at the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bobby Roode versus Luke Harper for the United States Championship. Now, I did put some thought into this because I thought, what a great feud that is. Mm. Glorious Bobby Roode with his lovely suit and his nice robe against dirty, scrubby Luke Harper with his horrible shirt and his messy hair and his bushy beard. But he doesn't he doesn't dress like that anymore. Well, He's yeah, a bludgeon I, brother. Well, like you did with your fantasy booking warfare, I have chosen to ignore that. Oh, yeah. yeah because we're recording this before SmackDown... We don't even like. This is the thing. Oh but wow! That, yeah. By the time this airs, the Bludgeon Brothers might not be a thing, or they might Fingers be crossed. Or they might be something huge. They could be champions. <laughs> could, could he gotten over huge? What a fascinating uh, insight. This is like a time In capsule capsule. that we've buried. Uh, but a very short, yeah. short time capsule. Mm. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should record like thoughts, of, thought video now. Let's do more work, Luke, <laughs> because we haven't already got an unmanageable content schedule. Yeah, good. Let's just chuck a few more videos onto the pile. Three a day. We can't do it. But carry okay, on with sorry, your, yeah. your card. So Bobby Roode versus Luke Harper for the United States Championship. Obviously, Bobby is a heel. Um, Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos in ladder warfare for the SmackDown uh, Tag Team Championships. Cedric Alexander versus Enzo Amore for the Cruiserweight Championship. Again, kind of in my head, Enzo never lost the title. He's holding on to almost holding it captive. And then you've got the beautiful babyface Cedric Alexander going to take it from him. And then finally... Getting rid of the money in the bank pay-per-view and just putting money in the bank mm. on WrestleMania where it belongs with Jason Jordan, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Ty Dillinger, Baron Corbin, and Roderick Strong, called up from NXT. Big chance, great chance for Roddy to get on there. And then a really big Fashion Files WrestleMania special with lots of guest stars. That is great. That is a really good last shout. Uh, I also like, maybe you could even have a, a tournament in NXT to, that Roddy could yeah. win to, to get that spot like Hideo Itami did. Yes, absolutely. With the, yeah. Oh, where's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Oh, I haven't. I, I have not factored that in because, as we all know, the winners of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal go on to major things. Mojo Rawley. Um, who else? Won? Big, Big show. show twice. No, he's won it once. Oh, I thought he won it twice. No, Cesaro won it the first time. Yeah. Once. And it's eliminating the Big Show. And, and Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah, of course. 
Uh, so That's sad, and I knew all the bloody winners of that. That is a really good card. Thanks, man. Uh, mainly because it doubles up on a lot of the ones I've chosen, <laughs> which is strange because some of you know, like there's no Roman. Well, I guess right, there's no John Cena in here. I didn't have John Cena either. No, actually, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of big match on, or I didn't have I didn't have Triple H's uh, big WrestleMania match in there either, yes. or Goldberg's, or Kurt Angle's. Yeah, because I think I don't know how you approach yours, but I just thought. What are the what are the matches I would most like to see? And I essentially booked a Ring of Honor little bit of WWE pay per view. Really, yeah. that's that's unfair. There's a lot of WWE in here, but it's got a real Ring of Honor supercard feel. Mm. Uh, I only did seven, I think seven matches, uh, because I don't like long shows. So Mustafa Ali versus Enzo Amore. Fun fact for you: I originally had Mustafa Ali yeah. down first, and then changed it to Cedric. So Amore's the the champion in this, and I just I've been a real big fan of what Mustafa Ali's been doing recently. I think big his facials, the way he interacts with Enzo, they seem to have something yeah. in those matches. And as much as I love Cedric, uh, I haven't really, they, you know, he's a great wrestler, but I just I feel like this is a nicer story. I've got the Shield versus the Wyatt family because I'm not letting that one go, <laughs> you know, because it seems like the Shield are going to be done after I imagine Survivor Series. Yeah. When really it would be nice if they stayed together for ages and and finished putting over a new act. Yeah, but you problem is there. You've got to have Roman uh, face Brocker yes. at WrestleMania. Not in my card. <laughs> Not in your card either. Uh, I had Samoa Joe versus Cesaro. I didn't have Joe on the card. Ah, what an oversight on my part. What a hard hitting match that would be. I think just... that would be a corker. But Chuck, uh, Chuck a uh, sort of mid card belt on that. The IC strap. Uh, yeah, Samoa Joe versus Cesaro I could get into in a big way. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. How could you not Ops. want him? Uh, this is a weird one that we both had. And I thought I was being pretty out of the box, but you had exactly the same thing. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos in a ladder match. What a great match that would yeah. be. I think, yeah, because like Owens and Zayn know their way around the ladder. If you've seen any of their ladder wars from Ring of Honor and of course the Usos are just a great you know they've got their splashes from the from the top rope I just I just want to see the Usos in a ladder match it's been your dream all year long and like it hasn't happened they've had every other kind of match with the New Day but uh yeah so that's I had that down um and I also had in my sort of co-main event you know really highlighting the women Charlotte mm-hmm. with a lot of the WWE women in her corner, mainly the four horsewomen, obviously, versus Ronda Rousey mm. with the MMA women in her corner. Excellent shout. Good marquee match. So I thought that, you know, that's a that's a co-main event level. And the main event would be Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for the title Balor never lost. Yeah. There's, there's a great story in there, but they, they don't really want to tell it. And, you you know, you, you need to package Balor with uh, the club. Yeah. Because... Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman would dist- not destroy him because he's very good at elevating uh, uh, pro- uh, the, the other person's promos. Yeah, remember but- that Paul Heyman promo that really sort of went nowhere, where mm. he was saying like, "Oh, we don't want you to win. Like you're the worst case scenario." Yeah, yeah, or whatever it was. I can't quite remember. It was the something like that because like two yeah. weeks later he goes, "Yeah, I said that, but Samoa Joe, you're <laughs> the worst case scenario." Yeah, I was like, I'm confused, but it, it speaks so well. You kind of let that slide, don't yep. you? Uh, so yeah, that's what I had. Interesting. On, on a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Next up, we have Arnie K. The K, interesting fact, stands for the coolest dude ever. He's, uh, he's got in touch on Patreon as well and writes... I don't know if you've had it before, but what is, in your minds, the crappiest gimmick in the wrestling world? And the best. So not the crappiest gimmick in our little wrestling world, where Mm -hmm. we've signed many a superstar or understar. I don't know what they would be called. Uh, But yeah, this is in the actual wrestling. I've done mine current. I couldn't. There's too much to choose from in the history. I was going to say, I think within the wrestling world, I took that to mean the current as well. And at the moment, I've actually got the same as you for worst, although I also have another option as well. Um, Should I say say mine and then you say yours? Uh, I went for Bray Wyatt. Easily. Mm. like Speak of a man who's just had a dreadful 2017 and had, had a dreadful 2016 for the most part. Didn't have a great 2015 either. It's like ever since he had that feud with John Cena, it's like his guns were nosedive. It's like an Ultimate Warrior promo. Mm. That's it's it's more because we know Bray Wyatt can talk. We know he can be have a decent match and he can be carried to very good matches. You know, I'm thinking of Daniel Bryan and those those encounters and the, all the six man tags with the Shield. But it's it's like the frustration and the crappiness comes from you have a perfect character with Bray Wyatt already. He's the cult leader who's very good at talking people into following him. But Vince McMahon is obsessed with making him a supernatural force, which makes it really undermines the threat and credibility of him. Yeah, completely agree. Mm. So yeah, that I have Bray. And, and I thought someone to add in for the crappiest gimmick in the wrestling world as of this moment, is Roman Reigns. I thought Roman... No, but that's... Because, oh, okay, here's... My arguments for that mm. is that it is a gimmick that is intended to get him over and it's got him further under. So, therefore, by definition, it's the crappiest gimmick in the world because you've given him a gimmick to make him a top guy and what you've done is just turned everyone against him. 
So it's it's damaged him more than mm. uh, benefits him. I th- I, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that I 100% agree with that, mm. but I think that if you kind of write that down on paper, there is an argument to be made for that. I feel like WWE think they're they're doing okay with Reigns. I think they think that Reigns is this divisive character and he's a tweener. There's no bad guys and good guys anymore. He gets cheers. And he gets booed. As long as he's getting a reaction, this gimmick's working. 100%. So, so I, yeah, I would disagree with Reigns being on there, especially as the crappiest gimmick in the world. I, I, as I said, I think mm. there is an argument to be made not saying that I 100% agree with What that. did you go for for the best? Actually, at the moment, like, t- talk about a gimmick that has been, like, I, it felt like they came up with it or, like, it was given to them. They kind of worked on it and they've turned it from a pile of, uh, they would say, chicken poop into chicken salads. Mm the fashion police i don't know how to make a chicken salad <laughs> so it's say it needed to call back but yeah, yeah that's a really good shout yeah. i didn't even think like, of that what a, what a great gimmick because they've just they've made a complete career like you talk about a career renaissance in 2017 mm. they went from a complete joke act in 2015 and 2016 whenever it was a, an act that everyone was like poor tyler breeze yeah. lumbered with fandango just going absolutely nowhere just doing absolutely nothing with it and then a, after just a couple of months they're one of the hottest acts on SmackDown now, mm. and they're they're an act that people are really into, really loving the the, the fashion files. You know the reaction they got on last week's SmackDown. Obviously, this is in the past, or a few weeks ago on SmackDown when they had the multi-person match to crown a new number one contender. It was a giant ovation for them, and everyone was super excited for them to get into the match. Like that for me is a great gimmick. I'm not saying it's the best gimmick in the world, but it's certainly one of the best ones in WWE right now. Definitely in terms of turning something around yeah. and the whole chicken salad, uh, same. And and uh, Helena Cell, I believe it was in Detroit. The cr- I've never, I haven't, well, not never, but I haven't for a while heard a crowd pop like that for a pre-taped intro sequence when that fashion files logo came up yeah the crowd were genuinely there was a, a genuine roar of happiness and i was the same at home uh so the the best in the wrestling world i well think, the answer you've got here is 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 completely the correct answer yeah it, i think there's no argument it's got to be the bullet club i know that's a faction rather than uh like a one single gimmick uh, so I guess more specifically, I would say the Young Bucks, because they have managed to capture this sort of version of wrestling fandom better than anyone I've seen. Like Colt Cabana was the the prototype for it in terms of putting out his podcast and connecting with fans directly. This new kind of wrestler who doesn't really treat kayfabe in the same way. Like they are. He, he, re- he treats the fans with almost as much respect as we treat uh, the wrestlers. And that's what the Young Bucks are doing. And, and they're doing it to enormous effect with just being merchandise machines. Every single thing that goes that could possibly go wrong for them within an hour, they've turned it into the best selling T-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Absolutely. Uh, and just, yeah, it's weird how fresh they feel when a large portion of their act well, or at least superficially, is taken from recycling previous gimmicks. Yeah, from it's, it's other from stuff from twenty odd years mm. ago. So the circuits, the the uh, the, the, the two, the two sweets. Yeah, it's just yeah that they are they are so much fun to watch. Anyone who says that they are killing wrestling, rest they they probably are for their form of wrestling. But I I 
I much prefer to think of it as they are genuinely bringing wrestling into a new age of of wrestling i completely agree i think uh, Meltzer put it really well on twitter when people often go to him and say like how can you like the young bucks they're killing wrestling x y and z and Meltzer says i'm, I'm paraphrasing here so i'm not going to say words directly from the the mouth of melts but um he essentially puts it like they are doing what every wrestler will be doing in 10 years time mm. And like they have, conne- you're right. They've connected to a wrestling audience that previously like didn't know they wanted to be connected to that way. They have used social media to its apex of like connecting with fans. They've created this amazing little YouTube series. It's funny of uh, the lads on Gorilla Position, um, Gorilla Position, not Gorilla Position, Gorilla Position. When they did the the Bullet Club invasion, they did that as part of like one of their news stories. And the guy reading the news story had no idea who the Young Bucks were, had no idea who Hangman Page was or Mighty Scale. He said, he goes, but I watched this invasion video. And you know what? The video was really well edited. It was, I was surprisingly really well edited. It was really well put together. There were adverts in there advertising their merchandise. And it made me interested in the Young Bucks. And it made me interested in Hangman Page and, and Mighty Scale. That's how good they are. Someone who is a wrestling fan who's never heard of them before watched one video and they're like, I might check out some of their stuff. Like, you know, now I want to buy a t-shirt of theirs. They're great. Paul E. Dangerously Jarman has written via Patreon a very uh, brief question here. Blood slash cutting in wrestling, yes or no? Um, blood This is horror themed. This, this is, is Halloween themed. Blood in wrestling. Um, this is where I've got a big tub of blood that's gonna or viscous liquid, viscous liquid that's please. gonna pour on your head yeah big loading, we don't have the budget I big loading only find the, the thing um so uh re- blood in wrestling when used at the right time in the right feuds absolutely it really can add to a feud and to a match don't do it in every single match because otherwise it just starts to, to lose its emphasis but and, and don't do it in every pay-per-view just like save it for big shows save it for really big storylines your biggest your hottest angles mm. because then they, it just kind of adds a lot more to it cutting in wrestling now i know your stance on this so i'll i'll, I'll let you take that shortly and i don't I, I don't particularly like the idea of cutting in wrestling it does feel like something of like the old days of, of wrestling it just seems a bit dangerous especially then when you see people like new jack and devon and abdullah the butcher and you just see these horrible scars over their head where they've just bladed themselves over the years and you just think man like what was it for mm. so yeah i mean I, but blood in wrestling i i do think really does add to story yeah definitely it's like when you say blood I'm just going to assume you mean the visual of blood, right? So not real or not. It could, it could be fake blood that mm-hmm. we're talking about here, in which case, definitely 100%. Yes, blood in wrestling. Like you said, though, not all the time. There was a reason you'd have blood feuds. So I guess one way to make a feud uh, feel important is a championship belt. Uh, another way is a number one contendership for said championship belt. But then aside from that, apart from jockeying for position over your main titles, what other reason is there to fight? Okay, so that's where you have like the blood feud idea. And in those blood feud ideas, because they're so personal, you go for the the other person more than you would. So yeah, like the clues in the name there definitely use the blood for those blood feuds to make them on the same level as those title jockeying matches. That's how I would certainly do it. Great example of that is um, Shawn Michaels' Triple H at SummerSlam 2002. What a match. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't for a title. 
it wasn't for jockeying position it wasn't an number one contention match it was a blood feud it was two best friends turned enemies yeah beating the piss out of each other yeah it's a great example uh now what yeah the second part cutting in wrestling yes or no that's like you i'm a, if if you asked me five years ago i would have been yeah it's wrestling cut blood it's great that's how they do it it's safe but now I think I you, I was sort of obviously young and a bit more uh, naive or what's naive just arrogant whatever the word is, and it's like you can't see the wood through the trees. Mm-hmm. And now, now we've not been subjected to blood nearly as much as we used to be in the non PG days. It really does expose it as being out of place and something of a bygone era. Uh, so so blood as a visual tool fake like i've i've seen uh plays and stuff and they re- really close up and they use blood capsules so well i couldn't tell the difference it looked great i and i don't see why they can't like wwe can't have an r&d department where they invest in how best to trick people like that's what uh, was it chris angel and all the big magicians penn and mm-hmm. teller they recruit all the best magicians in the world to come up with new tricks for the for the the, the las vegas acts like, why don't WWE have a division like that, where they're always coming up with new ways to do cool stuff in front of a live or a live audience? Instead, it's just like, oh look, now we've obviously cut to a pre-tape promo where Finn Balor's transitioning into Pumpkin King. Uh, so yeah, I, I I would like to do away with cutting entirely and just make it all a a a, a gimmicked version of that. And finally, from Hard as Nails, Nick Schiff, also via Patreon, he asks quite a big one. This is a big one. This is a biggie. Would the WCW Invasion storyline have actually been better if they had more of the core wrestlers from the company, WCW? Also, if Triple H wasn't injured during this storyline, would he have been able to make things more interesting? He was arguably the top heel in the WWE at the time. You guys always talk about how botched it was, and for good reason. But I feel it still could have been an awesome storyline if it was done right. Uh, yeah, so um, arguable that Triple H was the biggest heel of the time because I'd certainly say that Austin was the biggest heel of the yeah, time. Yeah, because it turned by then. It was yes, yeah. yeah, it was before, just before. Um, so uh, would it have worked? Here's the issue. You're right, absolutely one hundred percent. That inaugural brawl that they did, the WWF versus the Alliance. Like, if you watch, if you watch like the four weeks leading up into the Invasion pay per view. Where the company just had no idea what they do, what they were doing. They had no idea what direction they were heading in. They knew they had like an end goal, but they just week to week they just changed their minds on how they were getting there. So week one, WCW are the good guys, and they are just out of work people who are looking to make a name for themselves. So week two, we're going to have a uh, new WCW TV show. It's going to take over Raw, and we're going to move WWE to Thursday nights. That's going to be SmackDown, and we're going to have a WCW show. Ah, no, that match didn't work. All right, grand. So next week, that's all gone. So now we're going to bring ECW into this. Right, cool. And then they're going to team with WCW because we're lacking in star power. Oh, what? Why is that happening? Oh, they're now the Alliance. Stephanie McMahon owns ECW. Why is this happening? Then you get to the actual invasion. Spoilers. Austin turns heel. He's now he's now leading the Alliance. So your top WWF guy is now leading the WCW team and the ECW team. Just a complete cluster f mess didn't really know where they were going so 
even then, would it have been better with top guys? Would that inaugural brawl have been better if you had like Austin, Angle, Kane, Undertaker, and Jericho versus Hogan, Flair, Sting, Goldberg, and say Scott Steiner or DDP? Like if these were your five, mm. those were your top five guys. Yeah, it would have been a much better match. But you're still in that position where they didn't know where they were going. And it was, I don't care what Bruce Pritchard says in this podcast, because it's a load of baluey, if you ask me. WWF were not interested in putting over WCW. They were afraid of making WCW look like a credible threat because it would make WWF look weak. So they were never going to give WCW the time of day, even if they were like the top guys coming in. So, yeah, would it have been better on paper yes but in reality it would have been the same yeah i i echo pretty much everything you said and the w it would the invasion storyline was always going to end up being about the mcmahons it's very difficult for and most major storylines of that significance especially when it's so tied to vince's identity the monday night wars it was always gonna become a, a family affair over the more interesting uh, intercompany, interpromotional affair that it was. So yeah, but but undoubtedly it would have been a lot better with those big names right at the start from WCW. Triple H, yeah, yeah, that, those yeah, would have I've, all made it better. But yeah, it would. Like, that's not the the. It's it's definitely like forty percent of the of the problem that was missing. But there's a huge chunk there as well. I I think yeah, it really was just a very poor timing because Triple H was injured the entirety mm. of the invasion. Benoit was injured for the entirety of the invasion as well. And then you actually had your WCW team led by Shane McMahon. You know the epitome of WCW, Shane McMahon. So you had no Bischoff, you have no Hogan, no NWO, no Nash, no Hall, no Steiner, no Goldberg, no Sting, no Flair. Yeah, so you had none of these guys. You're left with Booker T. Booker T is great, but he was never like he, he was never a like he, he was a champion at those times. It was very much the tail end of mm. things. Uh, DDP brought in was completely rendered a joke because he was put in a stupid storyline with the Undertaker where he was stalking his wife. So instantly DDP is not a threat anymore. And then that was all you had for the uh, WCW. It was then Sean Stasiak, Mark Jindrak. Um, uh, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare. I'm, I'm struggling to remember mm. the lads. They were there because they were just a bunch of guys. It was only really until you actually got brought in the ECW guys, most of which were WWF guys by that point, that the alliance started to feel like a threat. And really, the only people they brought in from ECW was Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam. Mm. So it was just the whole thing was a mess. It was just poor timing uh, uh, on the most part of it. If they'd held off and you know done it a year down the line when all the Time Warner contracts had ended and you would then been able to bring in the NWO. Maybe, uh, but I don't know. It's a big topic to discuss uh, the invasion. Um, but, like, it's, you know, it's been, what, let's see, 16 years? Wow. And yet here we are, still talking about it. Still talking about perhaps the biggest disappointment in wrestling history. So my, my parents are quite... They, they, they love a party. Mm -hmm. They love a drink. Uh, not in any sort of abusive sense, but they, they just, they're binge drinkers. <clears throat> Every Friday and Saturday, they're still down at the clubs. Oh, you know, me and my stuff. sister couldn't, I mean, I, I, I enjoy a party in a discotheque as much as the next guy. But, but we are very, me and my sister are very tame compared to my parents. And uh, when the whole invasion storyline was going on, we were having our downstairs toilet uh, sort of done up, redone mm -hmm. up. And there was a three week period between. Uh, builders coming in where it was just a toilet 
and it was ju just like uh, all the tiles had been ripped off from the seat, the, the walls and everything. So it was a, it was a tip in there, it was just a toilet. Uh, so they had a party where everyone could come round, all of their friends from the village, mm -hmm. and draw, like, write whatever they wanted on the walls and then would put it over. Oh, interesting. And over the course of two or three weeks, every time I went to the toilet, you know, sometimes long trips to the toilet, I'd take my little biro, mm -hmm. and I drew a, uh, a probably like a, the size of a room, or something, you know, like 12 inches. No, that's way too large. A, a sizable, impressive-looking um, WCW logo underneath it, ECW versus WWF. Oh wow, impressive! I was so into the storyline at the time; it was the coolest thing. Well, that's actually that's something we didn't note on the episode. But like when I was uh, let's see, two thousand and one, so I was fifteen. I was mostly fifteen. Mm. I was just like kind of just engrossed in the whole thing because I'm like, oh my god, it's WCW and ECW. Didn't really have a lot of access to WCW stuff, so like I was like, "This is great." It's only when you look back at it in hindsight now yeah. that it feels a bit rubbish. And even then, if you look back at it in hindsight, there are some good things to pick out from there. Austin's hilarious. It gets backstage stuff, and you've got uh, William Regal and Tajiri is one of my favourite partnerships. Mm. What a great comedy act they were. Well, it's it's like uh, it was really it was really really good. Like there was no way it wouldn't be really really good. But the problem is with the miss potential, which would have made it not just really really good. But the most amazing thing for a wrestling fan ever well, in the history of wrestling. Exactly. Brian Alvarez writes in The Death of WCW that like the Invasion pay-per-view is the single biggest B pay-per-view they've ever done. And that was with Mark Jindrak and mm. Sean Sazic. Imagine the numbers they would have done had they actually, you know, they, they could have bought out all of those Time Warner contracts and made a profit. I just remembered the, the point of me, uh, other than the Invasion collage I, I drew on the, the toilet... Uh, after, so I, I was working on that for two weeks, mm -hmm. and then everyone came over the week before the tiles were put up. And I remember coming downstairs the next morning, and the, the toilet was just covered in graffiti. And right next to my little WCW, ECW versus WWF thing was a giant veiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah so that's always bound to happen, isn't it? Uh, so we do some reviews before we go. Yeah. Run R39, right? Brilliant in capitals. Brilliant podcast. Always ten out of ten. Never fail to disappoint. Yeah. Cheers, Runner. Runner thirty nine. Uh, and James Epic. Jamie Epic. Jamie Epics. My apologies. Writes the Royal Ramble. The this, the podcast should be named to AJ Styles because no podcast in the world is as phenomenal as this. Love, Ollie Luke. Uh, as this. Love Ollie and Luke. There we yeah, go. Yeah, love There you. we go. Jamie Epic. Thank you, Jamie Epic. Although that was a confusing compliment. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a moment there. I could, didn't know where the words went. Right, do you want me to read it? Because I think I could get the inflection right that you need. I think I could, I could have another go. Do or do you do it? You yeah, do it. okay. This podcast should be renamed AJ Styles because no podcast in the world is as phenomenal as, as this one. Love Ollie and Luke. That was That was better. That was better. Yeah, it's because there was no full stop there to, to differentiate between the uh, as this love Ollie and Luke. Punctuation is the way actors used to know how to read lines. Unless you're Christopher Walken, uh, because Christopher Walken goes through scripts and removes punctuation. Does he? So he can come up with his own weird gaps. That, that's why his dialogue delivery always seems is weird and really? stilted. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact that's for you. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway, we will be. Oh wait, no. Um, I cannot. 
give you a... Oh my god, wait a second. So I've just realised where this episode lies. Yeah? You are not going to be here on the Wednesday show. No, I'm not, no. I've got to find a replacement. Yes, you have. This is the first Wrestle Ramble you've we've had to be apart. Yeah. Oh, uh, how sad. Uh, oh, well. I hope I can find... Actually, haven't. I'm not even teasing. Like, I've got a surprise. <laughs> oh, it's a surprise person. I'm it's Kane. I genuinely don't know who it is. Uh, Kane would be great. Yeah. If he wants to come on and uh, in full outfit, obviously. Yeah. Or, or I might get Mayor Kane. <laughs> yeah. I would prefer Mayor Kane. We haven't, you know, we haven't got the fire safety to to have a demon Kane in here. But yes, we will see you. Uh, well, I'll see you on Wednesday, but we will be back in a pre-recorded Fantasy Booking Warfare episode on Saturday. Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.